Oh, I must have blacked out. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I don't remember I that like, at all. Um, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You white <laughs> son of a bitch. This is Growing Up Millennial, a podcast about all that media we loved in the 90s and the early aughts. I'm Adri, one of your hosts, and a geriatric millennial who grew up in a tropical island. And I'm Helene, your other host, and a quintessential millennial who just loves media so darn much, I just can't stop talking about it. (laughs) This season, we're seeing double because it's all about the legends, the icons who started their career off as Baby Michelle and Full House, the Olsen twins. Also known as Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Also, also known as the designers behind the iconic fashion brand, The Row. And more recently known as Elizabeth Olsen's older sisters. This episode is all about Holiday in the Sun, released on November 20th, 2001. It was directed by Steve Purcell and written by Brett Goldberg and David Wagner. Helene, how are you? <laughs> I am good. Uh, this movie, not so much, but I am good. Well, spoiler alert. <laughs> this is going to be more of a burn book session than anything else, I feel. Guys, and, and honestly, it breaks my heart, guys, because this was, I remember this being one of my favorites. And i Same. pretty sure as a child, I watched this multiple times. Like, it wasn't just a one and done deal. Like, I think I, I mean, I remember everything very well. So I am honestly very saddened to to really peel back and watch it as an adult and see how problematic it really is. And how, even if it hadn't been problematic, even how, like, the plot is so almost just disjointed throughout the movie that it feels like there were 75 rewrites in between shooting where things were added. I don't know. It was odd. Oh, a question for you, because I was thinking this, like, when I was already halfway through the movie, and I really need to make a note to do this before I start. Did you do a montage, montage counter this time? No, I'm going to have to – well, first I was, okay, I need to do a montage counter, and then I forgot, right? But yeah. then, <laughs> then I realized, you know what? I think I – because we also are a newsletter, if you go to gummypod.substack.com, right, and yes, we'll yes, have yes, yes. a newsletter um, complimentary version, but not supplementary. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't yeah. take over the podcast. It's just compliments the podcast about each yeah. movie – Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to like rewatch the movie after I edit the episode. <laughs> oh, good luck. <laughs> so that so that you know, we're bringing fresh new content to our audience. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I th- I was hyper aware of the montages in this film just because of the, you know, the trauma that we went through and oh, no, no, I was aware London. of them, but I didn't but, like sit down and count them yeah but they but i also don't feel like there were more than normal i like winning london it was like it it was like every other scene and there were so many unnecessary ones this one it was like i remember looking at seth at the point in like the dolphin montage and i looked at him and i go look i don't mind the montages in this movie they actually fucking make sense for the movie winning london with the scooters or like yeah. the studying or yeah, whatever yeah. the fuck the other ones were right it just didn't make that much sense 
I will say the montage and the, the montages in this movie made me feel they took me out of the movie a little bit because it made me feel like I was just watching like footage of Mary Kate and Ashley's vacation Moving and off. not yeah like just they're like watching like the real people Mary Kate and Ashley having a vacation and not watching the characters Madison and Alex have a vacation. Okay, that's but, fair. Like <laughs> I, that's fair, and I agree to a degree, but it didn't like not make sense in terms of no, the yeah. Plot. Like yeah. the montages were they trying still to they still didn't bother me as much as winning London, but it was more like it looked like they were like, okay, Mary Kate and Ashley, you have the day off, go have fun. We're just like you know, we're gonna send one camera guy with you, and we'll you know, <laughs> you know what it was giving? It was giving like early two thousands reality TV show. A little bit, yeah. Because I mean, yeah. during the montages is the only this movie they don't break the fourth wall like in the film, but the montages are the only places where they do because like like when they're shopping with their mom and they're uh-huh. trying on rings, they're doing like a like look at the camera and look, like point to the ring, like look at my ring, oh my gosh, like that was the only time during the montages that like they they would break oh, the fourth yeah. wall. Yeah, it felt like very like early aughts reality TV, um, yeah, footage. Of them just like or when my they're best life, but, but being very aware that there's a camera pointing at me, right? At all exactly. Times. Like when they're trying on those hats, which we will get to because there's a thing I have to talk about with the hats. Um, like they're all just like it's like they were act- acting as if the camera was a mirror. It was, you know, oh, whatever. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's our hot takes right up the top. But before oh, we more. get. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, that's just leave them wanting more, let's just say. Yes. All right, Helene, enough about all that. Can you tell me what uh, the movie is actually about in your own words, other than, you know, talking about the montages and stuff? Of course. Well, Madison and Alex want to go to Hawaii for winter break. Too bad, so sad for our little rich girls. They're forced to live it up with their parents in the Bahamas instead. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe that they are forced to have a Bahama vacation. Uh, When they're 15 years old, you know? I know, right. Go to Bahamas for free? Like, crap. Um, They meet some cute boys, of course, and they meet some mean girls, of course. uh, And then they end up getting caught in the middle of an antique smuggling scheme that lands them in jail. Yes, guys, in case you forgot, that actually happens in this movie. Uh, (laughs) But in reality, this movie is just one really long ad for the Atlantis Paradise Island Resort in the Bahamas and also Krispy Kreme Donuts. Uh, <laughs> let the chaos ensue. <laughs> I mean, first off, not only are they poor little rich girls who get like a free vacation to the Bahamas, Helene. I know. They get to go in a private plane that before that, they were riding a limo to said plane. Oh, and then they rode a limo from the plane, from like the airport to to the resort too. Yeah, just. Mm-hmm. I mean, whew. and then the then the girls get their own suite um, at the resort, which unheard of in my family. Right. Let's be clear. Yeah. Even now, as an adult, I think my parents would like say, "Like, no, 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 <laughs> we're all sharing one room." I am 30 years old. I still share a room with my parents when we go to go on vacation. Well, I am 37, married with a child, and I am telling you, I would still be forced to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't ain't life grand. 
Yeah, just, you know, there are two different, you know, kinds of family. And I just, uh, I guess I'm in the one that won't let me have autonomy. Well, it's money's fault, really. Oh, ain't that the truth? My daddy doesn't have a private plane. Sadly. Yeah, nor does he send his assistant to uh, take me out of school to go on a all expenses paid vacation to the Bahamas. Yeah, well, let's get on to the 411. Let's get on to like the back behind yes. the scenes seats about this movie uh, before we begin. Yes, Can you yes, tell yes. Tell us more about this new healing. All right. Well, uh, as I mentioned up at the summary, the film takes place at the Atlantis Paradise Island Resort in the Bahamas, which is a real place. And I know that we're making the them sound super rich and entitled and snobby and like spoiled, which they are in this movie. Um, but I promise I am not. Uh, I went, but I have been there. <laughs> One time. <laughs> okay, was... Helene, I have some questions for you. <laughs> yes. Did you go on private plane? Absolutely not. We I, we went for my uh, my grandparents' anniversary, wedding anniversary. They took the entire family, including all my aunts and uncles and cousins, um, and they paid for it. If we had not, if they had not paid for it, we would not have gone because we cannot afford that. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, fair, fair. Because I was like, man, but even still, like Atlantis Resort is really pricey. I I remember because I researched it at the time after yeah. watching. This and to be honest, movie. I to be honest, I don't be, like I've been there, and I was thinking about it really hard, and I honestly don't remember if we stayed like at the hotel, but we definitely like went and like went to my my like the people who were old enough went to the casino and then like the kids went to the water park but i don't remember actually having a room there so i don't remember if we like stayed but we were there hmm. maybe they're <laughs> one of those hotels that have like day passes too you know i don't know maybe yeah the water park was really fun there is like this um slide that goes it's a water slide that goes like into the aquariums with all the fishes mm -hmm. fish and the sharks and stuff and um, it was terrifying, but also really fun. Uh, I was just so scared that like, you know, some like water pressure thing was going to like make burst. it like burst and like, yeah. And then the, I was going to just be in the tank with sharks when mm. like, and it would break. Um, but it didn't, obviously I'm alive and well, uh, <laughs> and not traumatized by that. So yeah, but it was really fun, and I and I have been there, and it is. I mean, if you can afford to go take a vacation to the Bahamas, I highly, highly recommend it. But you know, we're not all Mary Kate and Ashley. <laughs> correct, correct. Um, and I also don't know if like the Atlantis Resort has the same like say cachet it once had. I don't know. I I, I got to do some digging into this. Um, yeah, see not, what the, not sure. See if it's still like. The magic utopia that the movie allows us to believe. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Jordan was not there feeding the fishes. I will tell you that. Because um, <laughs> if he was, I would have jumped on that. But sadly, no. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that's that's the first little bit of information. And then uh, I also want to point out that this is the film debut, actually acting debut, because there's nothing before this on her IMDb mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. of the iconic Megan Fox of Transformers and Jennifer's Body fame. fame. Yeah, I know. She did such a good job. This is yeah, her very first acting job, and she was really good. Yeah, she she sold it. She's she was the mean girl, Brianna Wallace, and she because really sold even it. rich girls, uh, like the 
the Olsen twins in this movie, mm-hmm. um, Alex and is it Madison? Alex and Madison. Yeah. Yes. They um they are not quite a stretch as Brianna Wallace of the Wallace department stores. I think it was pharmacies, but yes. Yeah, no, it's department stores. Oh, uh, was it department stores? Because I thought mm-hmm. she said pharmacies. I was like, is that supposed to be like Walgreens? But like, they can't say Walgreens, so they say Wallace. No, de- it, Wallace. <laughs> I remember it was uh, department stores because I kept thinking, it's like, is this supposed to be like Dillard's or like Macy's? Oh, see, well, you thought you thought that, and I thought that maybe one of us is right. I don't know. I one don't know of which us one. is probably right. <laughs> which one? We'll see. <laughs> Yeah, Megan Fox is great in it. And then uh, there is an all-group uh, girl band called uh, Play. Play. Yes, and I they, remember them. They, yeah, they sing the song Us Against the World, which um, is a very, like an anthem in this movie. They play it multiple times. And they actually perform at the party, the first party they go to in the hotel. Um, they are performing on stage. And then we get to see their entire full music video during the credits. Yeah. But I remember Us Against the World. Yeah. Um, that song is, that. yeah. Yeah. If you were alive in the 90s and early aughts, you, you've heard that song for sure. <laughs> Just go look it up, guys. Uh, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that one. Oh, yeah, them, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then there is a really, other than Megan Fox, there is a very star-studded cast this week. And the first one, other, other than Megan Fox, like I said, um, Austin Nichols, he plays Griffin uh grayson in this movie he has gone on to star in a number of notable projects including the day after tomorrow and a 27 episode run as spencer monroe in the walking dead however his most notable credit is arguably his role as julian baker in 71 episodes of one tree hill wow Yes, and I recently watched One Tree Hill for the first time like a year and a half ago, and I do remember him very vividly. He was a good character. So, yep, I was nice to see him in this. And then Ben Easter, he played Jordan, which was um, Ashley's uh, love interest. And uh, he went on to play the role of Lennon Kincaid in seven episodes of Mary-Kate and Ashley's TV show, So Little Time. Uh, so they keep... a. Uh, reusing people for that show <laughs> he also played sage borealis on xenon xenon z3 yes he was in z3 yeah he was in a lot of like sequels and and like three equals um like he was in the sequel of i know what you did last summer mm-hmm. um but like uh, yeah he didn't have a ton of huge but I acting do re- credits like, I, I remember like when i saw him i was like i had like a little like flash of like I know I've seen this man in other yeah. things because he has like such a distinct like his eyes are beautiful. And, yeah. His eyes are so memorable. His cheekbones like, are yeah. disrespectful. Like Yeah. And his jawline. The, yeah. He has a very angular face. Very disrespectful to women <laughs> who would like to have those cheekbones is what I'm saying. <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah. And then finally, Billy Aaron Brown, who plays Scott uh, in this movie, also <laughs> plays. I was like, I recognize this guy. How do I, why do I recognize this guy? It's because he plays a main character named Danny in their film, Mary Kate and Ashley's film, Getting There, which is also another one of my favorites that we cannot figure out a way to access in any way. Otherwise, we might have done an episode. On I know. It this podcast. Well, I can't find it on DVD. <laughs> no, I don't have it on DVD. I don't remember how I watched it, but yeah, it's not streaming anywhere. Can't find it on DVD. 
It's it's Honestly, a sad, I, sad day. I, I have a feeling that Mary Kate and Ashley might be like, you know what? We are serious fashion designers now. We are stopping like yeah. giving the rights to any of our movies. So we're probably going against the grain by covering. Them. They don't. I mean, they don't need the money. So they, yeah, they're, like their brand, the Row, is super successful. Like at the same level as like Victoria Beckham's fashion line. So like, of course, like why would you? need that extra income which really doesn't go with your current brand right like their their branding is more now about like being serious fashion designers why would you want your like childhood paraded on the internet right which you know makes us probably terrible people for covering this this i mean no they they did this they put this out in the world you know i mean i still it's media I, I still think they're amazing fashion designers, though. Like, I'm they not are. they're not. And they do all the fashion for their movies, too. And we're getting to see those looks. <laughs> and, so. Well, there are some looks. Um, <laughs> maybe the, those are the looks she, they don't want us to, like, bring back. Um, and <laughs> the last note I have here for us is that the writers for this movie, uh, Brent Goldberg and David Wagner, also wrote the 2004 movie, The Girl Next Door, which was kind of like that movie type that was coming out after American Pie was a thing, where it's okay. like, you know, high school horny students, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, it sounds familiar, but that's probably just because, like, the term girl next door is, like, a thing. But I don't think I've seen the film. Yeah. But, you know, enough about that. Let's dish. Let's get into this movie. All right. Yes. Start off. Well, Weezer. <laughs> well, yeah. Before that, though, can I first can I say this is the first yeah. movie that did not have an option to watch with sub English subtitles on oh, the DVD. First of all, first of all, thank you for saying that because I have a slight auditory lag because of you know my neurodivergence, and sometimes it takes me a little bit, like if I'm watching a movie, not necessarily in conversation, to like. Yeah, fully understand what is being said out loud without. Yeah, and some people don't enunciate. Like, yeah, that's true. There was a. I was so annoyed. Like they've had subtitles on every other film on DVD so far, and not this one. And there was one part where they're like in the private jet, complaining that they don't get to go to Hawaii, and they're like listing the things that the Bahamas doesn't have that Hawaii has, which we'll get to that later because I have notes on that. But one of the things that Ashley says is they don't have luau's in the Bahamas and I had to rewind it and turn my volume up 60 times. Like I was like, I cannot hear what word she is saying. If there were subtitles, I would love to read it. (laughs) It was very frustrating. So yes, I was very upset about that. You could have it like French and Spanish subtitles, but not English. Yeah. And Um, I don't, I I, like, I were talking. Oh yeah. You could have done Spanish. You could have done Spanish subtitles. Couldn't you? I don't like it. I don't like. Uh, So, okay. So I have a thing and this is like my soapbox moment where one, I don't like dubbing and I don't like translations usually. Like I will take a translation. We talked about the the dubbing. I will, I will take a translated like subtitle if I don't speak the language that I'm watching the movie in, but if I'm watching a movie in English, I want the subtitles to be in English. If I'm watching a movie that is originally in Spanish, I want the subtitles in Spanish as well. Yeah. Like I, I, like it needs to match unless I don't, 
I get it. Yeah. Speak the language. I, um, I agree. Because this is this is why I, ha- I have a thing is because I know both languages so fucking well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get really annoyed when they get the the translation like off. Yeah. Where, yeah. Like sometimes I can understand like there there is a saying right that has no direct translation so you have to replace it with a saying in the other language i get that part right there like were a the, bunch of sayings in this movie too that might yeah, have been an issue i was just thinking about that like you can't have your cake and eat it too like there's no yeah. real tra- like way i mean there is a literal way you can translate it but it wouldn't translate to an actual yeah phrase that is used in spanish that's fair so you would have to find a phrase that is similar to that, or the similar connotation. Well, can't you just? Oh, I was gonna say, can uh, can't you just like do the words for words? But no, like you know, can't have your cake and eat it too. But I guess yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's an idiom. Idioms are yeah. different than w- words, right? Yeah. So like, yeah. you gotta right. find an idiom in the local language that substitutes the same idea yeah. behind it. Yeah. So there's that, and then there's times where like the it depends obviously on the type of Spanish that you're using. So I mm-hmm. learned in school, I learned like the Castilla, like the the Spanish from Spain Spanish is like what is taught in the schools. But like sometimes they'll translate it and use like Mexican slang. And I'm like, I don't fucking know what that is because I'm not Mexican, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Like in the that same, if, if someone translated into Puerto Rican English, like any, anyone else in Latin America is going to be like, uh, Puerto Rican <laughs> Spanish will be like, what? The yeah. fuck is does that mean right? <laughs> so you have so it's like a yeah. There's there's a lot of finessing that happens when you have to translate things, and I understand it's a really hard job for those uh, the people who have it. But I also don't think a lot of people who have had translating jobs, uh, like in the early aughts, actually were fluent fully in both languages they were translating into. It's more of like. Oh yeah, that's a good translation. And I'm like, yeah, but who did you ask? Did you ask a native speaker who understands both languages and understood what was be- what was being said versus what was translated? Because it's your understanding of your second language, which is usually the one you're translating into or from, whatever, may not be as comprehensive as someone who has like near native fluency on both. And that's understood. my soapbox. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. All that to say they didn't have English subtitles. <laughs> had to say that and um this is why we have podcasts (laughs) yeah so anyway yes you were right before the soundtrack starts off really strong with a weezer song weezer is actually one of my favorite bands and i love that song so i was jamming well Um, that's how you could tell they had a budget honey yes this this uh, like global note the soundtrack on this movie slapped it was probably the best soundtrack they've had so far and yet that didn't make up for the rest of the nope. stuff. <laughs> nope, the soundtrack was amazing. And that is probably the only thing in this movie that's going to get that descriptor. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, agreed. So after the Weezer song, we open up um, on a classroom in Illinois. And it is okay, obviously but winter. Let's, but let's let's not forget, before while the credits are happening, we have a gold map of the United States. Yeah. And they they zoom in on Illinois yeah. and winter and all the snow. And then we got a classroom. Yeah. Then they fade into the classroom. Um, and the teacher in this classroom gave me strong Ferris Bueller vibes. I was expecting yes. him to just start saying Bueller, Bueller. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and you get to see this girl. The girls have like this little uh, dream sequence where they're both dreaming about being on a boat with a bunch of shirtless men, um, like in the ocean. It's like um, they were like like they just gender flipped <laughs> men on rap yeah. videos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They and were then, they were the men surrounded by like skimpy bikini clad models in a rap video, but you exactly, know, all gender exactly. flipped. Yeah, yeah. Uh, isn't that every teenage girl's dream? Uh, and, and it was happening in a microscope for uh, yeah, one them. Of, yeah, one of them was looking in a microscope, and then they talk about it out loud to tell us that they're actually because spe- it's not obvious in the little flashes, but they're, <laughs> actually, they're actually dreaming specifically of being in Hawaii. It just they were just on a boat. You couldn't tell where where the boat also, was. Also, also, yeah, this is very our lips are sealed of them to have like. Oh, were you dreaming what I was dreaming kind of thing? Oh, you're right. Yeah, they shared a dream. Yeah. I was like, are are we going to do this though? Like, is this a (laughs) running gag? Like, I'm confused. Daydreams and night dreams, apparently. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, then they get pulled out of class um, because this woman who we, I assume, I don't know if they ever say this, but I assume is their dad's assistant. It is, um, she is, she is. Okay. Uh, is there to bail them out of school early so that they can go to his private jet and fly to the Bahamas, which he talks to them about in the next scene. Um, <laughs> and they arrive at the father's private jet. Uh, uh-huh. And uh-huh. first first of all, we're, like, we watch them get into the jet and it's like, a blizzard outside obviously it's all fake because they are totally in los angeles um but they're wearing like the lightest cardigans <laughs> i was like girls there's a full-on blizzard you should bundle up they have no coats anyway um their dad sits them down tells them we're going to the bahamas woohoo and they're like actually pissed off <laughs> yeah but you know what makes it all better helene Christmas cream donut. <laughs> Honestly, though, I was like, I was like, oh, okay, so nice little subtle Krispy Kreme sponsorship insert there, but still so relatable because their reaction to receiving their own box of glazed Krispy Kreme donuts was like, that would be me. Well, see, the thing is, I was just about to say that I was like, this is the most relatable they are going to be for me the entire fucking movie. First of yes. all, uh, I am a Krispy Kreme. Little bitch, I love yeah. Krispy Kreme. I had two oh my Krispy God, they're Kreme amazing. donuts this morning. It's Ugh. amazing. They don't. Ha- I don't. I don't think they have them anywhere near me. But I, I used to grow up within walking distance of one, so I would like walk there in the mornings before school and get a donut. It was so amazing. Li- I get uh, Libby her, the the like little donut holes that she fucking uh, devours them. They're they're like melt in your mouth. They're so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Before we move on from this scene, though, and um, I do want to say so they're listing off like they're pissed off they're not going to the Bahamas or to the to Hawaii and that they're going to the Bahamas and they're listing off like there are no you know blah 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 there's no luau's there's no blah and one of them says there are no lifeguards in the Bahamas and I was like yeah and I'm pretty <laughs> sure there are lifeguards Man. I was like girl girl yes there are and then later which <laughs> I'm just gonna jump to this now there's a scene later when they're there and they're sitting on the beach and they're talking about how like they're, you know, oh, I'm, I've gotten over the fact that we're not going to Hawaii. It'll, I'm going to just, to, you know, give in and have fun. That whole scene, they are sitting right directly in front of a huge red umbrella that says lifeguard on it. And I just thought it was so ironic. <laughs> I was like, not three scenes ago, ladies, you were saying there are no lifeguards in the Bahamas. <laughs> well, I mean... I was just like, 
they could have said like there could have been better lines than lifeguards luau's like our actual there are no luau's in the bahamas i will okay. say that yeah that's like, true like <laughs> no no lays you know like no yeah. i don't know like there are other things that you could have yeah. said instead of just life cards i think they yeah i think they were like we, we don't there are no we don't have friends in the bahamas or something because that was like their main issue is that yeah, their friends were all going to hawaii fine. also i have a question and this is like a like like of course this is like for movie reasons we are not go- going to think too hard on this right but right. i just kept thinking okay it's a school trip to hawaii that was going to happen in in this same span of time that the dad decides to go to the bahamas with them right so yeah. if it is a school trip usually those are planned well away ahead in advance all the deposits yeah. like everything they would have had to pay in full like right up to like is the dad okay with just losing out on all that money like are they that rich like what is happening yeah when they, i don't remember I, i'm sure they did at some point specifically say school trip and, but i i probably yeah. just chalk it up to like maybe they're just enough of their friends are going like in a friend group that they're just saying like like they're friends from a school group it's a school trip you know oh like, okay well i just thought like anyway anywhere anytime you you try to plan something right like even yeah. with your friends you yeah. have to pay all of this up front it's not yeah. it's not you just show up but the this day guy, of this and, guy is rolling in cash he can show up yeah. the day of and do whatever the fuck he wants he'll buy his whatever <laughs> he wants it's so weird <laughs> and like I, we don't know what his company like we know that no, Brianna not, no idea it's like an heiress to like whatever fortune that is yeah. either pharmacies or department stores apparently all we know is that he's best friends with someone that works for him and had like their children grew up together but we don't know what they do for work <laughs> Yeah, they keep talking like very general like business yeah. lingo, but there's right. no real nugget there to tell me like, oh, he's in like, I don't know, a dot com billionaire or I yeah. don't know, like it doesn't tell me anything. Yeah, some sort of software company or something. I don't know. Um, so yeah, they they arrive at the Bahamas. Is have we talked about the scene enough? Are we ready to move on? Yeah, let's move on, please. <laughs> okay. Uh they arrive at the Bahamas and are greeted by their mother. Um I have to say they're walking away from the plane and they're going towards the limo and there's this I don't know if you caught this, but there's this cute little awkward hand thing the the twins like they I think <laughs> One of them went to go like hold the other twin's hand and the other and like they like fumbled it up and then they just started like clapping the other's hand. Did you see that? No, I didn't. It was really cute. Um, And I just thought it was like a really obvious like these are real sisters in real life and they're just like being sisters. It was really cute. Oh, that's Um, cute. Yeah, and then they get to their hotel. They ride in that limo that we talked about to get to the hotel. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and the parents tell them that they get their own suite for having good grades. Apparently, these girls are smart girls. They're smarties. And this is where we meet Brianna Wallace um, or Brianna. Is it Brianna? Brianna, Brianna Wallace. Brian, Brianna Wallace. Um, and because for some reason, the, it, this this whole, I mean, this was literally just a vehicle to like meet Megan Fox's character, but... Um, the parents are like, go to the front desk and see if the Graysons have arrived. And they go up, they, you know, this girl's being a class A Karen to the, to the front desk lady who's just trying to live her life. And, um, they obviously get off on a bad foot with her. And then as soon as they get to the front desk, the parents are like, they're here. You don't have to do that anymore. Come back. Like it was like, yeah, it was 
stupid. Um, but we get to meet the the bitch that is Brianna Wallace. And then they head to the beach. I love, like, I want to shout out this line. Um, As mm-hmm. your friend and CEO, stop business for five days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, this guy brought his employee with him on vacation. <laughs> and then is upset that the employee is trying to talk to him about work. Yeah. I mean, honestly, though, I would, I would be like, dude, no, I'm in the Bahamas. I don't want to think about, like, spreadsheets and budgets and shit. Hell no. But we still don't know what they do for work. I don't Spreadsheets know, Spreadsheets and budgets. <laughs> okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Understood. Very business stuff. Much yes. business. Then we got the girls on the beach scoping out boys. Like the same, that was like the the scene you were talking about. Yes. Uh, there was one line. They were like, we're turning 18. What? In three years? I was like, what? That was so, they Rude. like talk, they talk about age a lot. Like lots of people have their age specifically spelled out in this movie. Yeah. Um, so yes. the girl Griffin as well later, like, yes. Yeah. You know, cause Griffin is one year older. He is 16. Well, yeah, but they, it's like, it's like they had to like change it because at dinner, they talk about how he's going to college the next Anyway, we'll get there. It's basically put a pin in it. We're going to come back to it because I was like, what? Maybe Griffin um, skipped a grade. Who knows? Yeah, we're, we'll talk about it. I don't know. But um, there is one line where she says, this guy's ready for marriage because apparently if a guy pierces their ear, they're ready for marriage because they know pain and have and have bought jewelry in the past. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Isn't that, that great like- logic? Yeah, the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Let me tell you, I've been stupid. If any men have any piercings of any sort, they are marriage material. Well, hold on. I need to uh, go uh, talk to my husband of almost 10 years and tell him that he is not marriage material because he has no pierced ears. He's never known pain or bought jewelry. Yeah, sure. (laughs) I mean, Um, he's bought jewelry. For me. That's but- yeah, exactly. Not for himself though. Um <laughs> yeah, so then the girls randomly go jet skiing. And this is like one of those montages that made me feel like I was just watching them have a big like it was like having a day off. Oh, also, um, let's can we can we like rewind a little bit and talk about Griffin's little sister who oh Keegan who yeah. <laughs> refers to herself as having a stunning IQ. <laughs> She, and she does. She is the she smartest does. one on that vacation by far. I just want to like hang out with her all the time. Yeah, she's hilarious. She give was her a, a movie. Give her yeah, a movie. They would give her little tiny micro scenes that had absolutely nothing to do with the plot. And I was like actually grateful for those because I was like, she's a little Same. breath of fresh air. Same. Like this is like C plot maybe, but I'm here for it. Like we yeah. needed more C plot like this. Yeah, yeah. She there's there's a line later on that she says that just cracked me up. But uh, <laughs> uh, yes, she she does have a stunning IQ, um, and they also make it very obvious that Griffin has a huge crush on Madison. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's got it bad. Yes. So um, as they they jet ski for a little bit, and I just when they get off the jet ski, they do this like slow motion high five. Did you notice that they completely missed the high five? <laughs> No, I didn't know. Girl, I was far gone. I was like, listen, I we need to move this along, guys. We need to move this along. It was so funny that it was such an obvious, like their hands like did not touch. And they added, you can tell they added up in post a like sound of hands clapping oh. to like make it sound like it. It was like the worst editing I've ever seen in my life. Um, anyway, it was that 
sent me. Uh, and then they go back to sitting on the beach. And this is the what I was talking about with the lifeguard umbrella. Um, okay. They're sitting on the beach talking about, you know, letting go of their Hawaii dreams. And a man who we come to later know as Scott um, parachutes down onto the beach and immediately starts handing out party invitations because I mean, that's what you do. What, what an iconic entrance, let's just say. He's like, oh, let me go to the beach and uh, let me just parachute on down so I can hand out these invitations. Like, that's so extra. It's amazing. Well, he's um, a man with a mis- on a mission, you know? It's true. It's true. I mean. A mission to party. He made an impression, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we cut to family dinner. Okay, let's talk about like the most cringe thing about this family dinner, which I cannot stand, is yeah. the father reading fun facts about the Bahama- Bahamas and the Caribbean from a book. Oh, I must have blacked out. I don't remember <laughs> that at all. <laughs> I don't remember I that like, at all. Oh. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You white <laughs> son of a bitch. Like, I, Oh, man. No. And it gets worse, too. But yeah, I, I don't remember. I must have blacked I, out. My body just like recoiled completely. Oh, my gosh. When I saw that, like, t- like that, t- you know, those tourist guides to whatever. Yeah. And yeah. he had it fully open in the middle at the dinner table. And he goes, it says here that the Caribbean is known for its pirates and whatever and like you know and like i think it's mm. alex who oh, says i do oh, remember but that. we didn't have anything that they would want anyway <laughs> like oh god no i do remember the thing about the pirates i think i was like i don't i must have just Ooh. had an out-of-body experience or something oh i um, had an I had a very in-body experience in which I wanted to escape my body. Oh, man. And there's a, there's another scene later on that, like, oof, there's a couple scenes. Anyway, that it's just the beginning of the racist crap. Um, but this is where, okay, so they, they say apparently Griffin is a senior, a high school senior, because he's going to college next year. They specifically talk about it. He talks about wanting to major in aeronautical engineering, even though he said that he's interested in flying insects i'm like you do realize that when you're an aeronautical engineer you don't study how bees fly but whatever yeah you'd Um, be more of an entomologist but okay yeah exactly um so i when i i watched when i was watching this i was taking notes and i wrote okay so he's probably 17 because most people go to college when they're 18 but he's a huge nerd so maybe he skipped a grade yeah that's what uh, and so when they do specifically they like later they specifically call out and say that he's 16 and so that's when i was like oh okay well maybe he skipped a grade i don't know but i was when i was first you know hadn't gotten to that scene yet i was like okay so he's two years older because they literally specifically say the girls are 15 because they're 18 in three years and then he's going to college next year so he's probably 17 i was like that is a big difference in high school because like the girls are either, you know, late freshman or early sophomore year, and he's a senior. So it just felt like a weird, which is probably why they later in the movie say he's specifically 16. Anyway, uh, there is a part where Madison, like, she, like, goes to look at her watch uh, to say, like, oh, look at the time. We have to leave. And her, they, like, the camera zooms in on her wrist, and it is clearly not wearing a watch. <laughs> There's no watch. It's very funny. I think that was intentional. Uh, 
from the camera, but I thought it was very clever. Um, and they tell their parents that they're going to go to a party, uh, that some random dude on the beach named Scott invited them to a party and the parents have a total of one question. And that is, where is it? Okay. Have fun. Bye. Um, I would have added a few questions of my own as a parent, you know, but they were like, Oh, where is it? It's here at the hotel. Okay. Bye. Have a good time. It's like, you don't know this guy, this Scott guy, he could be 40. He, you know, are there going to be drugs at this party? Are there going to, is there going to be alcohol at this party? Is it party on in a suite or is it party in like an actual place, like a ballroom? Right. Like it could be like the party is him and those two girls, you know, like that's could be the party. Uh, Like who's going like, uh, can we check out the place? Can we like drop you off and pick you up? I don't know. Like, what time no, what are you going shit? to be home? What time are you going to be like, home? <laughs> like normal things you could ask a 15 year old or even a 17 yeah. year old. Yeah. But I, there is like, there is a theme in this movie of the. It's like the parents trust their girls, even though they probably shouldn't like to Man, I, I don't know what that is like, to be honest with you. Like just <laughs> Hispanic parents be like, uh, I don't trust no one. <laughs> um, my parents interrogated me to a degree that was uncomfortable before any. I mean, that they care about your safety. They care about your safety. It's scary. To, and they're in a foreign country. Like. Come People on. have gotten murdered in vacations like that is all I'm saying. Yeah, so uh, that was absolutely insane. But Grayson asks if he can go with. So at least Grayson, or not Grayson, Griffin. Griffin will be there. I, I'm sorry, 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 guys. I kept calling Griffin <laughs> Grayson, and I think I have broken you did the it. lead. Yeah, you did. You <laughs> passed it on to me because uh, I never once called him Grayson in my, in my notes, but whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> Griffin goes with them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, um, okay. So then the Alex Alex meets uh Jordan. Yes, we're at the party and Alex meets Jordan. Who is the person who takes care of the habitat in Atlantis? That's his Yes, he maintains job. the the marine habitats, uh the the fishies. And you know who else is at the party? One Brianna Wallace, who lets us know. In her bitchy way with her posse, that she always hooks up with the cutest guy on vacation. Yes, and a cue montage of Brianna <laughs> rejecting every guy. Yes, and my favorite was this guy comes up to her and says, "Hey, what's up?" And she goes, "Not my temperature." I was just gonna say that one. <laughs> I was just gonna tell you that that one was my favorite one. I was, I was like, like, "What?" what? <laughs> It is so outlandish, and yet it works. Yeah, yeah. I was. Just, she just like turns down like guy after guy after guy, and then she looks at Jordan for point three seconds and is like, "Found him." But oh, he's talking to Alex. Who cares? Found him. He's mine. Found and found goes, this like guy who looks a little bit emo, but also like he could be a model. Yeah, and so then she turns into a full on dog and marks her territory and goes and pisses all over Jordan. Uh, right in front of Alex. <laughs> well, so it was like, I'm Brianna Wallace, as in Wallace Department Stores. And he says, I'm Jordan pharmacy. whatever. As, huh? Or pharmacy. One of the or other. Or pharmacy, whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, or pharmacy. 
allegedly. <laughs> um, and he goes like, I'm Jordan, whatever. I forgot his last name. Uh, of the whatever hardware store. So he goes, yeah. she goes, cute, a sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and we forgot to mention that during this, uh, Scott comes over, the guy who parachuted onto the beach to give uh, the invitations, um, and asks Madison to dance, uh, much to Gray- Griffin's, um, you know, Griffin slash Grayson's. <laughs> yeah. Griffin's, uh, sad, what, much to his chagrin. That's the word I was trying to think of. There's like a really sad emo angsty shot of him, like watching them dance. <laughs> it is so sad. Yeah. Um, poor guy. Okay. So they go to the party, they they whoop it up, like they say, <laughs> with the band play. Um, yes. And then they, when they get back to their room, yeah. they're in trouble. A distressed voicemail from their dad, which then I don't understand why they even showed that because then immediately they're just all in the room with their parents um, who are yelling at them for being late past curfew, even though when they left dinner, they did not tell them a time to be back. Uh, 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 well, not on camera, apparently. There's so many shots that were missed, apparently. Yes. And these girls are so spoiled that their parents are yell at them for two seconds, and then they're like, okay, you, like, you can go on your date tomorrow. Like, there's just, they they don't care. It's a day date. What's a yeah, day date? Yeah, it's a day date. It's a day <laughs> during the day. Yeah, that should not need explanation. What's a day date? What do you think a day date is? I don't know. Maybe we invented day dates in the early aughts and, you know, the parents didn't know. The parents didn't know. Anyway, this day date that Madison wants to go on is with Scott. He asked her to uh, do horseback riding on the beach to ride some horses. Uh, And her parents, even though they're, I guess, pissed that they came back after curfew, still let her do it. Okay, but they have to spend the morning with the parental units, and that morning is spent on the slides, which I have a confession to make. You couldn't pay me enough to do the slides unless I was wearing like a whole wetsuit to keep all the jiggly bits in. Oh, are you worried about, oh, I see. I get you. No, no. I got got a big body. (laughs) Right there. That's fair. I don't like water parks, but water slides are the only thing I like about water parks. No, I'm not saying I wouldn't do a water slide. I'm saying that mm-hmm. the only way I would do a water slide is if yeah. my uh, entire body, <laughs> up to a certain degree, was covered to avoid chafing and any accidental, yeah. you know, reveals of my anatomy, or to- like a mega wedgie or something. Yeah, well, you know, also that's still revealing <laughs> parts of my anatomy. <laughs> and also really uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that this one that they're going on is the one that goes into the aquarium, but they don't show that part, which they is. They don't show that part. And somehow weird. I thought that that was in the. Somehow I had a vague memory of seeing that part in the movie. And did you not. did you watch the DVD? Yeah. Okay. My 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 DVD. As soon as I put the DVD in, it played an actual ad for the Atlantis Resort, same, same, and it showed same. it showed the water side in the ad. So it showed maybe them going just, underwater. Yeah. Maybe that's as like my my brain, you know, rots yeah. as I get older. Then I might have like taken part of that ad and inserted it into the movie. Yeah, they show like some random person in the ad going under the like in the aquarium with the water slide. So I, I that's the only time we see it. That or I saw the ad. You know, online when I was, yeah. tra- you know, do, using I'm dial-up. Sh- 
I'm sure that that ad played on TV many, many, many times, to be honest. I or their be website, you know, as I was doing dial up, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they, they have a good family fun on the water slide. And then uh, we have one of those little micro scenes with the little, Again? there's a little boy Jeff. who comes. Is his name Jeff? I couldn't remember his name. Yes. Um, he comes over and uh, Keegan, the the Grayson, little Grayson sister, um, she is building a sandcastle and Keegan is flirting with her and to no avail because she is not even remotely interested. One of the things he asks her is, do you want to look at my warts? <laughs> I mean, boys, little they kid. never learn. Yeah, she's like tempting, but no. <laughs> and then she I marries mean- him in the sand. <laughs> He goes like, I'm never going to be able to get out of here. And she's like, that's the point. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Yep. Have a good day. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and then, an, an icon, right? Like she's yeah, iconic. She, she's amazing. We didn't even talk about how she like was the only person at dinner earlier who knew what a, the like technical term for a puka shell was. Uh, Oof. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then. We cut to Alex getting a tour of the aquarium from Jordan. They're in the tide pool area feeding some manta rays. And and she goes like, they're not, they're not dangerous, are they? And I'm like, ask Steve Irwin, bitch. Like, yeah, they might've been a different, they might not have been manta rays. I think they, or, or stingrays. They might've been a different type of ray. I can't remember what, exactly what ray they were. Um, well, he says, no, unless they feel threatened. And I'm like, right, yeah, yeah. Bitch, get out of that water. But also she's wearing a full on white zip up hoodie sweatshirt in the tide pool. Why? Why are you doing this? <laughs> what is the point of wearing a full sweatshirt in the pool uh that was a fashion don't from me (laughs) Uh, and then we see um brianna wallace is trying to pull this you know i'm really powerful and my dad pays a lot of money to this hotel so i can get the man who works for the hotel aka jordan to do whatever the heck i want right like that's Mm -hmm. like the plot that's going on here that is exactly the plot to high school musical too Wow. Wow. Yeah, um, and, I, and I know that this movie came out before High School Musical 2 did. So I know that, you know, that that this was the original in, in at least with the two of them. But I was like, this is given Sharpay and Troy at the resort in High School Musical 2. <laughs> it was great. I mean, look, don't kill me, but I have not watched any High School Musical <gasps> movie. So, oh my, that is going to have to be a season on the podcast. We're gonna. I was gonna I was, say. <laughs> I was gonna say it could be its own season. Probably. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited! I love all the High School Musical movies. <laughs> anyway, back to Holiday on the Sun. The next, is there anything else on this scene? Because the next scene is a doozy. Well, the dad tries rapping in the next scene. Oh yeah, so this next scene is probably my least favorite scene of the entire movie. Um, We don't need to see the parents. Even I, as a parent, don't need to see the parents. Yes. So it's all a bunch of white, middle-aged adults sitting around a table mocking rap music. And it feels super racially charged to me. They're like, oh, oh, it it absolutely is. Well, and also when you pair that with the fact that, like, casting-wise, the only people of color are, like, the staff at atlantis and the police officers the police. yeah 
then you're like, fuck, like this is What so about all that. those Bahamian children that they put in, they intercut into that montage of them chasing the bad guy at the end? Well, that <laughs> made me feel like it was supposed to be a different kind of movie. It looked like an ad for UNICEF. I was That's like, exactly what, you- what I was thinking. And I didn't <laughs> want to say doing? that out loud. That's what it looked like. I was like, this is awful. I don't know what you're doing. But this was like the first part, the first scene it in the movie like where I was they like, were, like, it looked like they were trying to portray the island as like a super like poor, poor? country nation. Yeah. Um, and it really yeah. pisses me off because I know like those islands do like every every section of the United States even, right, has very poor neighborhoods. Yet when we show them on film, it's never that that yeah. gets uh, em- emphasized or, you know, like we yeah. in the U.S., like we still have like a lot of poverty and a lot of development that needs oh. to be addressed. Totally. And yet whenever we do movies set in the U.S., that's never something that is remarked upon. Like, I mean, like commercial, like mm-hmm. movies like this, commercially made, not independent films. But then... Um, if you, if the, any film like this is set elsewhere, then unless it's like Europe, right? Like we don't see this in Paris. We don't see this in London. We don't see this in even Australia, but like yeah. if, it's, if it's like a supposed developing nation, especially if it's like an Island, then we have to show. Well, how, it's also, like, it's also a majority, you know, black, black yeah. community. So, so, but but like yeah. we got to show it on film so that we know that yeah. they are truly there. Like it's just yeah. such a so the, yeah. This was this scene was of them like talking about how rap music is really angry it would and, be, okay. and whatever. I, I've got it. I've got the like actual like context here. It would be okay. like if a New York minute, right, which was filmed in New York City, mm-hmm. they cut scenes with like shots of like homeless population or unhoused populations yeah yeah but they and don't like, of course they don't like rats on the street you it know like all, yeah, all the terrible it, things about new york city you know or like the sad parts about new york city and they won't you know yeah and it was so weirdly inserted into the story too we'll, oh, get, we'll, talk, about, we'll talk about yeah. more about more later when we get there but yeah it didn't okay. make any sense <laughs> um, but yeah this scene was like the this very first scene of them sitting around mocking rap music was like the like the like i was like oh this is that kind of movie like this, they're gonna they're gonna be racist in this movie like i didn't realize that that was gonna happen because they haven't really done much of that in their other movies so far uh Hasn't been like super like politically incorrect recently, uh, but you know it's the first uh, time. For it everything. was just weird. Um, yes. So then, so then we get a call about a puke incident at the shark pool, and it turns yes. out it is Alex who called that but, tip to get him out of Brianna. Yes, TV. before they, but like while, when he gets the call about the puke, he's literally Brianna is making him spray sunscreen on her, which I was like that. How how is that like gonna make him like you? <laughs> I don't know. When you're rich, people just like you. That's what I hear. Yeah, it's like oh, I'm allowing you to spray sunscreen on my body. Aren't I the best, the the most benevolent <laughs> woman you've ever met? Don't right. you want to marry me right now? Oh, I see you don't have an earring, so maybe you're not ready for marriage. Yeah, you're not ready for marriage. Oh no, uh, I'm only 15, but it matters so much. <laughs> oh, so rude. Uh huh. Yes. So yes, she gets him um out of that awful situation by doing that fake call, 
And then we cut to Madison on her horseback riding day date on the beach. Um, Okay, so I had a question about this. Is this our first Olsen movie with a love triangle? I think so. Um, It's, yeah, yeah, I would would consider this a love triangle. Yeah, Yeah, I would say. Even though they're pretty, like, friendly with each other, you know? Yeah, it's not like it's not like a you know Edward not, Jacob situation I where they hate each other. Say that. <laughs> okay, yeah. like I guess the other reference I could use is like it's not Darcy versus uh what's his face? Um, Dude, you know way more about Pride and Prejudice than I do. Oh my god, it starts with a W. You guys, the girlies who know it know it. Um, it's and it, it's more of a it's, it's, it's more not. It's not Darcy and Wickham. It's just uh, like, you know. It's more of a, a Conrad and Jeremiah situation from The Summer I Turned Pretty. <laughs> I haven't watched that yet, so I wouldn't the, the know. Show, the show is top-notch. Okay, uh, well. Anyway, don't read the books. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we've had this conversation off All mic. right, and then uh, Grayson. Uh, so, um, not great. Wait, first, not I just want to say that the horseback riding date seems kind of extra for a first date. Yeah, well, that. <laughs> and then she's trying to have a conversation and just, like, it's just not, it's not flowing. Yes, right? like, which this, so this is perfect, though, because, oh, yeah, she's, they're having issues, right, on their date, as we uh-huh. learn later. But I'm, I, I, when I first saw this, I was like, oh, this horseback riding, like, this is, like, this is, like, adult in love date material <laughs> no, right? this is like the bachelor like right. a horseback t- <laughs> riding then, date no, is like the bachelor it's like it's like a lot it's an intense and then we cut to her asking for relationship advice from griffin the guy who likes her about scott and she says he's shy and like afraid to tell me he likes me i'm like Dude, he literally just took you on the most extra romantic date ever you rode horses on the beach how much more obvious can it be that he likes you well, you know, 15. You're 15. Yeah, it's like, oh, this guy just struck me on this really fucking mega romantic date. Does he, do you think he likes me? <laughs> like, what? So then she asks Griffin to encourage Scott. And then we and have- And he agrees. And, and he agrees, yes. Yeah. And then he's going to give him pointers. So um, I had forgotten about this little tidbit. Um, so Madison apparently loves Judy Bloom books. And the moment he said that before he even said anything else, and I was like, please don't let Forever be her favorite book. And Seth's second was, favorite. <laughs> it's actually her favorite, though. Oh, right. No, he, he does said. say, yeah. Yeah. You're so right. I was like, motherfucker. Okay. Have you ever <laughs> have you ever read Forever? No, I have read okay, a bunch okay, of Judy so Bloom books. Though. I have been waiting the entire episode oh. to unload on this. Okay. So Jesus. Judy, okay. <laughs> You're really <My> excited. <laughs> Take yes. a breath. Okay. Forever was a book that I bought when I was 12 because I was obviously in love with reading and I've always loved rom-coms ever since a child. So there is a sec- there was a section at our like bookstore for YA fiction that was romance but like good like like no no sex on page romance basically for teenagers Mm -hmm. right so like i'm a i'm a sheltered kid i went to catholic school you know all the things um so i is going back the back cover forever is a story about like this teen couple that meets in high school and then the big separation comes when she needs to go um teach 
at a summer camp. I think it's like tennis supper camp or something. So they have to learn like to navigate their relationship while they're apart. Okay. This book is, I believe, set in the 70s. Um, so okay. I'm reading it. And it has some of the more graphic sex scenes I've seen in YA in forever. Like, oh. like it's just, yes. So there's like sex on on page happening at least, I believe, three times Oh, in a YA novel, wow. which leads me to believe that either the writer wrote who wrote this does not necessarily know because it's like yeah. a family movie. Maybe they've and never so they read went, it. They went by like, what's popular with teenage girls? Judy Bloom. What yeah. has Judy Bloom written? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blubber, forever? Um, are you there, God? It's well, me, they're like, we, they're like, um, well, we have to we have to include Blubber because we're gonna do a joke about it. So let's include Blubber because that's funny. And, and then, then <laughs> and we include forever because it starts with an F. Anyway, the whole thing is like I was just like, this is deeply inappropriate as a family movie because it yeah. has like in the book the <laughs> Michael, the main character, has a name for his penis, and his penis is named Ralph. And that has that <gasps> fact has been no. branded into my brain. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they concluded this book. I mean, what is is um? It's are you there god it's me margaret too many words because that's like the most recognizable <laughs> and i don't think that it has sex on page so like I'm just i don't think like, it does either and so i'm just like because i remember being very scandalized as a 12 year old reading this i mean i couldn't put it down but then i got so paranoid okay right okay i need i needed to unload Whew. i got so paranoid that my mom would somehow figure it out that there were sex on page in this book that I threw it away because I was oh. so like after reading it I was yeah. so worried that she yeah. was going to figure it out and like ban me from like reading at all that I didn't I, when I okay. bought that book I didn't know I just like googled Judy Bloom just to see if there were any other ones that I could remember and the the cover for forever comes up and it is literally a bed with like the sheets and like com comforter all rumpled and like shoes and stuff sh strewn on the side of like on the floor. That was like, not my cover, babe. That was not my cover. Well, this is literally the cover that comes up when you when you type in Judy Bloom. So, <laughs> so it's pretty obvious. It's very sex. Okay, uh, so the one related. I had, so the one I had has it is, and I will put this on our newsletter. Um, it has a like Daisy's strewn on the cover, kind of, and then it has like the picture of like a sad looking girl in the front and that's all it has okay yeah and it and was I just, first published in 1975 yeah there's a lot of covers but i just saw another one that is a, a bed with the sheets and all crumpled up okay but like maybe it's that cover because people had this exact same problem i did which is yeah maybe buying, they're like just so you know it's about sex <laughs> buying a book that you think it's going to be like a teen rom-com yeah. right where there's no sex even implied 
not even on page to yeah. like fully there being like sex on page uh, and like having a penis right. named Ralph who like who's, don't you want to touch Ralph you know like yeah yeah maybe maybe they try to choose a little bit more like mature Judy Bloom books for this scene because are you there god it's me margaret is an amazing iconic book but it's about like a 13 it's about like having your period and being in like you know becoming a like a you know woman from a very young age it's a very young book so yeah. maybe they were like it would be weird for a 15 year old girl to be like really into this book um well it's also still i mean it's I mean, just not one i maybe it's just because i'm a, I was a prude um and like <laughs> i was afraid that my parents would find out there was sex in one of the books but i also yes. remember like telling my best friend at the time like like being so scared like, like oh my god and then this like there's like sex and like i don't know what to do about it or whatever yes. and then somehow then my guy friends found out that there was sex on page so they were really interested in reading the book yeah so this is why I don't understand why guys aren't more into, you know, romance novels because, hey, might as well read your porn if you're going to watch it. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I'm more of, and we've talked about this off, off mic, but I'm more of a like close book, like yeah, close door yeah. romance person, enthusiast. I don't love like the sex on page That's a lot of the time. That's probably the prude Catholic in you, honestly. It is. It is. And it's fine. Clearly, I know how to have it. I have a child. Yes. I've at least had sex once. <laughs> at least one. At least anyway, one. we didn't actually set up this scene for the book. So um, after Madison talks to Griffin and gets him to agree to help her with figuring out like whether or not Scott likes her, basically, um, Griffin finds Scott at the pool swimming laps, and they go for a run because they're two manly men who can run on the beach. Uh, and <laughs> uh, and during this manly manly man run, uh, Griffin gives Scott a crash course on Madison. Uh, favorite books, Judy Bloom, blah blah blah, like we all just talked about, and that she likes astronomy, which is kind of cool. It's also a very uh, belly from Summer I Turn Pretty thing. And uh, then we get another micro scene of Keegan, the little girl. And this time, this one, this one was my favorite <laughs> because she, they're at the bar. She's at the bar. She's a tiny little girl at the bar. And the bartender goes, another beer? And she goes, yeah, heavy on the route. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was my that was one of the best lines in the movie. No, my favorite line is when like Jeff shows up and she goes, this guy doesn't know how to quit, does he? Yeah. <laughs> so relatable. Yeah, yeah. I was like, girl, we've all been there. You just happen to be like 10. <laughs> exactly. She's she's way too mature for her age. I love it. Um, so then now Scott is gonna use the knowledge that he gained, um, or so we thought he gained from Griffin. Um and they're on he's on the beach with madison there and he's like they're just like it was so awkward i don't even know he just all of a sudden goes so what are we gonna talk about talk books? books yeah just <laughs> and she's like uh we can talk about them anytime i love books yeah let's talk about books and, and goes, do you read books <laughs> and she's like yeah that's what i normally do with books is i i read them <laughs> um and he asks er, what i forget how they bring up judy bloom but he she's like oh yeah i love judy bloom what are your favorite books from her and he goes flubber <laughs> oh god 
And that was the blubber joke that they had to put in there. And I was just thinking, like, he didn't say this, but I was like, like, he was one second away from saying, like, yeah, I loved Robin Williams' performance in that book. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And then he goes, like, do you, re- do you read Sports Illustrator? <laughs> like, yeah. just This guy is just just bumbling but but it's then crazy the next scene okay sorry, well, wait, just really quick like you know that she's going to end up with griffin at the end but the it took them way longer to get there than i thought they would like this this like love triangle him trying to help out like you know but it's went on way longer way. than I th- it's kind of sweet in a way when you like hear him talk about it like, oh, just, yeah. oh it's very sweet i liked it it just went on way longer than it needed to in like an hour and a half movie you know like i was like yeah. you don't have this much you don't have enough time like we get it like get them together now <laughs> yeah i guess it makes more sense that they took their sweet time because it's not like they're not going to see each other back home yeah, it's yeah, it's not like a vacation romance. They grew up together for sure. Yeah. So then, um, um, the next scene, uh, just like Alex <laughs> does the f- grossest free labor ever because she is attracted to Jordan, and yeah, uh, that's all I have about that. Well, you you have to say okay. So they she goes to help him like mince fish but, as a date. Um. Yeah. So he's like making chum for the fish to eat and she's helping him he's like putting fish in blend in blenders and he's like chopping their heads off it's disgusting um and first of all she was wearing that like long like full zip-up hoodie in the pool before and now she's wearing like a off-shoulder like tank top in the freezing kitchen and i'm like girl wear weather inappropriate clothing for your dates please (laughs) maybe maybe that's how she gets the guy you know yeah i mean she definitely would have probably was showing nip but we wouldn't have seen it because she had her arms <laughs> crossed against her boob the whole time uh but you know whatever and did you uh, see uh, that skims uh from you know kim kardashian is like now selling like a bra that gives you nips ew no really yeah yeah, yeah. very jennifer addison and friends you know that you ha- we have nips. We you know we don't need fake ones. <laughs> well, you know it's to give the illusion of like uh, always hardened nips. Very Samantha and Sex in the City. Carrie you and know, Sex in the City. Before you know it, they're going to be selling pants to guys that have built-in boners. Like actually, what? okay, no, let's let's be real though. There there are some um there's some underwear for um trans men that have like an actual package insert yeah but it's probably not erect no it's not erect but like it has like a lo- like a little package for like trans men and i think i mean that's awesome. awesome that's yeah. awesome but like fake nips it, like hardened is supposed to be like you know it no, can I, be a sign I, of gotcha i just wanted to make sure that arousal. Like, made, yes like yeah. the made the distinction of like this yes. is like i was gender- specifically one, talking one arousal. Is, like one is gender affirming the other one is just not great Yes, I was yeah. specifically talking arousal. So no, no, uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, so yes, uh, a couple notes on this scene of their weird date. Um, Jordan's eyes are so incredibly gorgeously blue all of a sudden. Like they're they're about to go under and like snorkel, or I guess not snorkel, it's scuba because they have the oxygen takes mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. in the tank, and uh, his eyes are just like ridiculously blue which was awesome and then this they do a montage of them scubaing in the tank scuba diving scubaing i don't know um 
And this, did you realize that the, the montage uses the same exact shots over and over again? It's like, oh yeah. I saw the same shot of a manta ray like swimming in front of the camera probably like three times in this one montage. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? They were trying to get stuff in, honestly. Yeah, um, I was like, you just just shorten the montage. Just like, <laughs> I don't. Okay, next scene. Um, the they're back with their parents, right? Family and family the, breakfast. And yeah. the mom invites the girls shopping with her shiny Amex. Yes, for the sh- the scene with the family breakfast was shot like so weirdly. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. It was like everybody had super super close ups on their f- on their faces, and then they would like do close ups on like the food and drinks, but like whatever they were closing like doing close up on would be like half cut out of the frame, and it would be like angled. I'm like, it was just oh, it was. We weird- forgot to say that sometimes the things that we we talked about like. Um, the direction, like obviously direction is a big part of how like this is shot. And previous to this, the director hadn't done an actual full length movie that wasn't tied to music. So there's a lot of shots. There's a lot, a lot of shots that are odd and stuff, but I think it's like seed, like um, remnants from his like video shoot kind of days. Cause in video, like music video shoots, they try to do all these like creative angles and like weird close-up shots or whatever right. scenes because it works with the music and maybe that's also why the movie had better music than usual it's, I don't you're know. right that's probably why that's probably why the soundtrack so, was better so so we had to like sacrifice some weird ass shots yeah for... it, was, it was really weird but of course the, the dad is like typical misogynist and was like i'd rather dive into the shark tank than go shopping with my wife oh, and daughters gross. Uh, And then we get this shopping montage, which... Well, they go um, on, on like, like little, like, mopeds shopping. Yes, yes. And then they're trying on all these hats, and then they try on... They go on... They're, like, trying on, like, straw hats or whatever. And then they try on, like, Rastafarian hats with fake dreads. Yeah, that's so weird. It was very uncomfortable. I was like, yikes, this did not age well. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. But the but the song playing while they're doing this is actually really nice. I can't remember what it was, but it was really fun. Well, and then we end the shopping montage and we get the first seed of the actual other plot of this movie that it's yes. illegal to sell real artifacts. Yes. They uh, belong to the people of the Bahamas. It was a really weird way, too, that they put this in because they have this little tiny scene af- after the montage where they're all sitting and showing each other what they bought. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like and it was like the mom had like a like a fake antique and they were like, oh, is that real? And she's like, no, you can't. Blah, blah. Like they explain it. But I'm sitting there like you guys just all went shopping together. You know what everyone got. You were there. Of course. That's what I thought. I was very confused, but yes, that, that was unknowingly, um, I didn't, I mean, I I forgot that it was antique smuggling that got them in jail, but yes, eventually this is like, I just feel like if this was going to be like a whole fucking plot of the movie, it should have been introduced way earlier. Totally. And they like have, because the scene literally lasted like three seconds it was oh, yeah shortest. it was like it was probably something that was done way after the fact and be like yeah Shit, we don't have like any inkling of this yeah we didn't anywhere. even talk about an antique smuggling at all we better get it in there yeah uh, so, okay so then we have the shot of the dads 
having a quote. I hated this scene. Time. I hated it. And there's like a (laughs) weird shot between like some random women at the pool looking at them and then them going off. And it's like, are they what? I was like, you guys, what? are they, what, why are these two random hot women? Are they going to like show them cheating on their wives? I was so confused. I, yeah. I was like, if they hadn't been goofing off, would it would, like cheating be an option here? Yeah, it was weird. I was like, it could have been anyone. It could have been kids. It would have been better if it was kids. Actually, it would have been way better if it was like grannies, you know, or grannies. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah, like, like a, like a, like a very judgmental granny of like, ugh, control yeah. yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. But then we cut to the girls. Um, they're in town uh, after shopping with their mom, eat, having some smoothies, and they're talking about boys. And then the girls have this really long, like, involved debate over having whether your the, cake and eating yeah, it too. Whether the phrase having, can I, you can't have your cake and eat it too is like accurate and it, if it should be different and what it means. And they were like debating, like, them it just like so, really, like for a long time this went on for way too long <laughs> it's a long discussion uh but it is only uh interrupted by um alex seeing jordan uh from across the street exchanging a suspicious package with a shady old man yeah the shadiest old man you've ever seen Yep, and that's the end of that scene. And so then we go back to the hotel lobby, and Griffin is helping Scott talk to Madison with cue cards. Very love, actually, of him. Yes. Uh, He's, like, standing in the back and uh, trying to tell him what to say. And I just got to say, Griffin is a true ride or die. Like, this man man has a huge crush on this girl, but is helping the guy she likes, like, you know be better for her um because he just wants her to be happy it's cute so selfless so he doesn't get get anything out of it very selfless uh and we see him uh, quote emily dickinson and i was like oh madison is a deep girly she likes her some emily dickinson uh good for her and then he of course mixes up astronomy and astrology well which was like (laughs) Lovely. Loved that. Um, and then um, Alex and Madison, like the next scene, are we done yeah. with that? Okay. Yes, that's uh, it. And Alex and Madison sneak out. Uh, Madison, in- instead of inviting Scott, invites Grayson or Griffin. Whatever. Ex- Griffin, yeah, Griffin Grayson. Griffin Grayson. Uh, grr, grr, grr. Yes. Uh, yeah. And they go to do a little uh, night swim uh, at the pool, which I guess is against the rules because then they go to the hotel series. Hotel jail. I, I literally, my one <laughs> note was like, they go to hotel jail. Yep. And then uh, Brianna, Brianna calls hotel security on them and reports them for being too loud. So, but then she doesn't want to press charges against Jordan. I was like, wait, press charges for what? Like the, sleep disturbance? What are what charges are there to be pressed? Having too much fun. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then when they're about to like feel like okay they got away with it their parents are waiting for them oh no not the parents and the way that these parents decide to react to this like their their punishment was so it's so weird i don't get it is this the, plot it's the weirdest is the weirdest punishment ever do you think that my father and mother 
would have left me out of their sight for a millisecond after I landed in hotel jail or real jail. I mean, they, yeah, they make hotel jail seem super, super intense. First of all, it's like, okay, this is not even that big a deal, but yeah, they, they punish them by letting them have more time, unsupervised (laughs) time. Yeah. They're like, oh, we're not, we're just not going to hang out with you. Oh, it's like, and weirdly because adults who don't understand children wrote this script, it like ends up working. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which makes no sense. Honestly, at all. if my parents ever left me alone after I did something like bad or a little naughty, I'd be like, good riddance, bitches. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I yeah. want. It's like, oh, you got arrested? Uh, I mean, this is one of one of two arrests uh, and jail times in this movie. But, oh, you got arrested? Great. Just like, net, we'll see you in three days. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> It was very odd. Um, no, yeah, that I I did not understand that at all. Um, yeah. So then the girls are talking about you know our parents ditched us. They wake up and their parents have like left notes for them, uh, saying like we've gone to have fun. Bye. And like there's all of them are so bothered. I was like, you would not. This is not realistic. You would not care. You'd be you'd just be like, okay, cool, bye. Like <laughs> this makes no sense. Um, and then Scott runs into Griffin outside and asks him to cover him um, on a date with Madison because he doesn't like fish and Madison wants to swim at the dolphins. And it's like, it's like a shift at work. Like, can you cover me? Like you don't just swap out on a date. Like just say you don't want to go on the date. Yeah. It was very weird. It was this whole, it's just getting weirder. This movie. Uh, and then we cut to another party. Did you have anything else before we get to the other party? No. Then they, you know, they, they do the jet ski. Then they do. Oh, yeah. The parents jet ski. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, they're doing the banana boats. But the yeah. girls, Griffin and Jordan, ride jet skis because that's what uh, oh, yeah. Jordan got. Like them, like 40 bucks for everyone. And then yeah. they do a dolphins, uh, the dolphin montage. Yeah. And the jet ski was was um like by the creepy guy with the package. Yeah, and then um there's a party. Yes. And Jordan there's and another Madison party. dance. And, but but, uh, but Brianna also Jordan wants to Jordan, Jordan and Alex. Jordan and Alex dance. Well, well Jordan wait. Oh my gosh. Jordan shit. and Jordan and Alex. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote Madison. Madison is the Scott Griffin thing. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, why did I write like the opposite words? Okay. Yeah. So okay. Jordan, Jordan asks Alex to, get, to dance, but then Brianna comes up, right? And she goes, yeah. Jordan, do you want to dance? And he goes, he goes yeah, yeah, with Alex. <laughs> with Alex. Oh, burn. <laughs> and then the parents show up. Yeah, that was oh God, stupid. That, that, here. that was so stupid. <laughs> Madison and Griffin try to like not make eye contact with their parents so that they won't come over, which yeah. works. It works. Somehow. Yeah, um, and then the parents go up to fuck. Apparently, is what I got oh. from that scene. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're right. I, yeah, I didn't like, write it down, but you're right. <laughs> I was like, I hope this isn't a swinger situation. You know, um, well, it made it pretty clear that like the the married people just wanted to have sex with the married people. At least that's what it sounded like. Well, to me. I was like, I really <laughs> hope this is not like because she like the one of the moms like like reaches the hand out to the other mom like let's go, oh. and I was like, oh. Ah. Gross. Okay, you're right. You're right. That does happen. 
Yeah. Uh, oh wow, that whatever that sound was, it like blew my ears out. Sorry. Goodness. I'm sorry, listener. So you had to deal with that as well. I will edit um, it out. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, then then, anyway. then Jordan uh, gets up and sings a song that he dedicates to Alex. <laughs> so, <laughs> my mind has been so colonized by the Barbie movie that I like fully expected it to be pushed oh. by Matchbox Twenty. <laughs> That would have been really funny. Uh, that would have been hilarious. It's just giving Ken vibes, you know, like it is. You know, but the gravelly voice and like the you know, like yeah. My my note specifically says, "Holy shit, shut up!" His voice is amazing too. Yeah, no, he's he's like a good singer, but like it's not fair. <laughs> okay, well then we've got uh, Jordan and Alex kiss. Yes, he pulls her out, like, he, she sneaks out of her hotel room or whatever, and they go in. Oh, his line was, has anyone ever told you that I'm going to kiss you? Well, before that, he said, has anyone t- ever told you how amazing you are or something? And she goes, well, yeah. not today. And yeah, then he that goes, was... well, oh, has anyone ever told you that I'm, a, that I'm going to kiss you? And I'm like, okay, yeah. okay. I was okay, like, oh, I don't know if I like it or not. I think it's cute, but it's also really cheesy. It's also uh, cringe. Let's read yeah. out. You know what else is cringe? Uh, Scott coming up with the walkie-talkie oh idea. I fucking hate this. This like this is this happens in like a million movies. This happens all the fucking time. Where, also, like on the date, I kept thinking, how can she not see his ear pierce? E- ear yes, piece, ear ear pierce. Yeah. So like, Scott Scott like gives. Griffin walkie talkies and basically like they're like it's it's one of those Griffin says something and Scott repeats exactly what he says um on the date and obviously there are you know things ensue where Griffin is ordering chicken and he says it Um, because my oh have have you read read any good books lately and he goes the jerk chicken yeah (laughs) and he goes this is it's a it's a murder mystery series like but he has chicken the fried sparrow (laughs) the cooked goose it's like does scott invent cozy miss murder mystery series in this like you know how there's always like that cozy murder mysteries that are yeah like called like something like like that it's so weird I mean, I would have bought it, honestly. I've been like, oh, that sounds kind of interesting. Sure. Um, but yeah, he has this really super obvious, like, earpiece that is with a huge cord coming out of his ear that he looks there's like no this way. Service, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's no way she doesn't notice it. Like, there's no way. Uh, and obviously, the date goes awful. And she, her, her, like, she just says, you know, like, Scott, I don't know what your, like, what your problem is, but I'm going to go to the bathroom. And apparently, that means the date is over. Yes, that's what it means. I mean, she went going to the bathroom. She didn't say like I'm going to leave. Like she'll come back. I think the implication is that when she returned from the bathroom, he just told her everything because the next scene is right. her telling Gr- uh, Griffin like Scott told me everything. Yes, they have their heart to heart. He does say he's like, you know how people have hobbies, and she's like, yeah. He's like, well, you're mine. Well, which kind of sounds either super cute or serial killery. That is literally what I wrote. I said, I can't tell if this is more creepy or romantic. I think creepy, <laughs> but for some reason I'm liking it. 
Because <laughs> he's a cute boy. You know, like, oh, he, yeah. looks, he seems so harmless that you're like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. Because she's like, how did you know so much about me? Because, like, obviously he told Scott all these things and he was like, you're my hobby. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Um, and then they do this cute little nerdy flirt thing where they're talking about like astronomy and stuff. I was like, oh, this is really cute though. <laughs> they're little um, nerds. They're little nerds together. Little nerds together. Um, all right. So, yes. and, then, and then that's when he tells her like, all I wanted to do is make you happy. Oh yeah. And then they kiss. It's very cute. They're very, they kiss. And then they go on a moonlit cruise. <laughs> moonlight cruise. Well, no, no, no. First, first the girl. There's a scene of the girls hanging out in their room, eating service, eating room service, and bathrobes and stuff. And this scene was so unnecessary because all they're talking about is like, I miss our parents bugging us. Well, again, that's why I didn't write anything down because that just didn't. Yeah, feel like but the, but this me. is when the second argument over phrases happens because they talk about like you made your bed now you have to sleep in it and they're like, but I don't sleep in my bed right after I make it and then they talk about like, well, what if you have a nap in the middle of the day? They have like, <laughs> I must have I, my. Did you black brain, out? <laughs> yeah, my brain left my body at that moment. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that that all happened and I was like, okay, this is such an unnecessary scene. Like they should have just cut this. But then they go to their midnight cruise. It's not, is it at night? No, it's, um, well, it started out like at sunset, I think. Oh yeah. He says moonlit. And yeah, he's like, he says, oh, it's our first moonlit cruise. And it's like, okay, you're coming out a little strong. Cause it sounds like you're going to like get married one day or something. Uh, chill. You're, you're <laughs> just like kiss for the first time. You, you're literally um, 16. Calm down. Yes, uh, but they... It's, it's the same advice I give to the Little Mermaid, to be honest. Yeah. They're literally 16, true. calm down. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Jordan takes them on a boat out to this abandoned, like, fancy yacht in the middle of the ocean, which we find out is actually just, like, a bay nearby. Um, and he takes some fishing rods and a cooler, and then they leave. It's kind of shady, right? Mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. And then immediately, as soon as they get off the boat, coming back, they get arrested. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and we show they show them like getting taken into the um the police station and then they get put in a in a cell. And there was actually (laughs) Yeah, all together, yes. But there was actually I have to say, there was actually some solid acting from Mary Kate. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, like Ashley was pretty good too. Like she had like one line reading that like was like, oh, like she sold it in terms because they had to act like act like most of these movies they don't really have to act much different than I assume they are in real life. Um, but because this was like really intense and like they're they're like fighting about whether or not to believe Jordan that he didn't know what like that he was doing something bad. Mm-hmm. Um and I actually they did a pretty good job. I believed it. I liked it. Look at so, you. Good at them. Props. Good, good on them. So yeah, then the family comes to bail them out of jail. And uh Alex is like, I know Jordan is innocent. I know it. I know it. Uh and so the family decides to try and help exonerate him. The girls try and take them back to the take them to show them the yacht that you know they got this the the stuff from where they got arrested, and the yacht is gone. So they try to take him, take them to the shack where they rented those jet skis from the same guy, that creepy, shady, Champlain. old guy. Yeah, Champlain. And the shack is mysteriously also gone. Um, and so the parents are like, "Dude, you guys got arrested. Our last punishment of just totally ignoring you didn't work." 
Uh, you got arrested again, I should say. <laughs> um, and this time by real police. Yes. And so we're going to do the opposite punishment of what we did before. And instead of just letting you do whatever the fuck you want, because that was a weird ass punishment that obviously wasn't going to work. We are going to leash you to us and you are not leaving our side for the rest of the trip. Yet immediately after they say this, the three kids, Matt, uh, Madison, Alex and Gray and Griffin are all just walking alone down a boardwalk without any of their parents to talk about it. (laughs) Well, and then they devise a plan yes to use a boombox yes near water that wasn't even my gripe with it my gripe <laughs> was where my gripe was where did they get the recording equipment <laughs> <laughs> well you can record on the boombox don't you remember no i don't remember that no, at all so they must all they needed was a, a blank tape mhm okay so yeah they have a tape of them like having fun in a pool <laughs> yeah that they play just out but of they, sight yeah, of their just, parents. Just like out of sight, and then they they just can walk away. Yes. And then this is where we have the scene where the moms are having a heart-to-heart. Uh, and, you know, the girl's mom, Judy, I think her name was. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um she is like, oh, I don't know. Like, I, I want to trust them. They're they're obviously having a hard time, blah, blah. She's just having mom problems, basically. And she's talking to Griffin's mom. And this is where we find out that Griffin is, in fact, 16. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm just like, okay, if you're going to say he's 16, why did you specifically say he's going off to college the next year? And if it is that he is like a genius, so he's graduating early, like, why didn't they also say that? Because that's just weird. I didn't write the movie. I know. It's just <laughs> strange. It just was okay, like, I was like, so, what is going uh, on? Griffin's mom, though, looks like budget Kim Cattrall in the scene. Is yeah, all she, I had. she was probably the worst actor in the movie, to be honest. I didn't think she was good at all. Um, okay, so Griffin and the girls are on the hunt for the gray-haired villain. Yes, they go into town. And that's where we get all those weird shots of, like, kids in the Bahamas and stuff. Yeah, there's, like, like, a montage. They find him at a flea market, and they're chasing him around, and there's a montage. And that's intercut with those with those images, yeah. Yes, those weird, like, black and white images of children and also of <laughs> of Jordan in jail looking very sad Oh, and my forlorn. gosh. Yeah, there's one where, like, that stereotypical shot where he's, like, leaning. Like, star- <laughs> like, he's, like, against a wall and he's just staring up it, at into the nothingness. sky. Yeah. Yeah. Just- it was very funny. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. Um, and then they and come back also- to the pool. Go ahead. There, I was just going to say, there's a ton of sound bites during this montage that were also really awful. It was just like, you could tell they were post record, like recorded in post of the kids just going like, faster, he's over there. Look, he turned, yeah. he turned to the right. Like, it was just, like, it was so bad. Anyway, yes. Now they're at dinner with their parents. <laughs> well, they, they come back to the pool. Um, then there's lunch, I think. Oh, lunch. Yeah, no, you're right. It's and not then lunch. Not Griffin is super horny because he's like kissing Madison like midway through something. And she's like, what was that for? And he's like, in case I don't get another chance. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think. OK, so I think. It, yes, I thought that was interesting. I think it's because like literally right at, like as they're leaving, the dad says something like, oh, they're they're such good friends or whatever. Like, uh-huh. You know, they're becoming really good friends. And then they wanted to like intercut that with, you know, they're becoming a little bit also, more they're than friends. they're about to board a yacht, you know? They're yeah. about to board a yacht that is not there. 
Oh my God. This was the worst. (laughs) I hated this. I hated this so much. They literally steal a yacht. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. They board the yacht and they go to the police. Right. You're right. You're right. I'm getting ahead of myself. We need a cause. Like, if you don't have proof, we can't help you, basically. And then when they leave the police station, Alex is like, I've got a plan to get that proof. And it's the mother of all plans. And her plan is literally stealing the yacht before she finds the proof. Oh, my God. It was the worst. I was like, you guys are (laughs) so dumb. I was like, first of all, Rory Gilmore herself went to jail for stealing a yacht. So you, this is an actual offense that you could definitely go to jail for. And you would go to jail for it if it didn't end with you helping to solve a crime. (laughs) <laughs> like this is grand theft auto well grand theft yacht i don't know grand theft boat um, grand theft sea boat? waters yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah who knows but it's a it's a real crime that like you would go to jail for so i was like what the fuck and then they're like literally in mid chase of, <laughs> of the police and they're like oh shit we actually need evidence <laughs> So dumb. Like, it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I was like, you got on this yacht, and before you pulled it out of the dock, you didn't actually make also, sure that there was evidence? Okay, here's here's my real question. How did Griffin, a 16-year-old nerd, yes. learn how to drive a yacht? Does he have yeah. a boating license? No, like, he like that definitely... Taylor's song, Nobody, No Crime. There's no way he knows how to drive a boat, much less a huge ass yacht. And it is not easy. It's like, I would not know how to do it if I like, just stood there. I'm pretty there. sure he doesn't even have a driver's license. Let's be real. Like well, He's 16 and he's going to college next year. So maybe. Maybe. But like. <laughs> but a you, boating license is completely different. At 16, don't you have like a learner's permit first? Oh, or no. Or is it at 15? No. It's six, yeah. I, in Iowa, you can get your learner's permit at fourteen, but a lot of places, oh, okay. everywhere else, it's fi- it's fifteen, and then you get your license at sixteen. So in Puerto Rico, I had my learner's permit at sixteen. Oh, okay. So it's okay. like different in every sp- place. I yeah, guess. and I and but, I know that like it's way different in like Europe because I think it's like really rare for people to drive because apparently it costs a lot more money to get a driver's license there. Um, anyway, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no way that he knew how to drive a boat, basically, is what I'm saying. <laughs> that it's either Alex that finds the lever by like touching random objects. Yeah, and she like touches just a in time, or something. Just in yeah. time. Uh they yeah. find it's like and they're like, ta-da, here's your evidence, police. Yep, it happens. Like the timing is perfect, and then it cuts to them putting the guy, the bad guy, in jail and taking Jordan out of a, jail immediately. Again, a faceless guy we've never met before. No, he just saw the back of some guy's head. He has yeah, he had like black hair. I don't know, but it's it's just um, it's like sloppy. Like you, it like in usual yeah. movies with a plot like this, you would have seen someone like in the back. Like I don't know, it would have been well, Brianna's dad. Like it would have been someone. I thought it was going to be Champlain, but it wasn't. Well, that too, but like it would have been like Brianna's dad, you know, or oh, like, that would have been good. That would that have been, really been the best, like because then you have like a comeuppance of the like secondary villain as well. Yeah, yeah, I think they say like when they're at the police department, they say like that's Mr. Saxton's yacht, and he is one of the most powerful yeah. people in the world, or like on the island. But um, it could have been Mr. Wallace's yacht. You yeah, don't know. Yeah, I was like, we never met the Saxton dude. Why? Do, like, I have no anyway. Just it was came out of nowhere. Yeah. Red. That was pretty stupid. Um, but they get Jordan out of jail. And then <laughs> the ending. The stupidest fourth wall breakage. It was so odd. 
and and it was it was fun in a way but we'll tell you the only thing that i liked about this fourth wall breakage the only thing i liked was them uh introducing the map of like okay where are we gonna go next you know yes. and that's yes. like at the very end and so much happens well, before lit- that too that's what well that's but i am yeah. telling you that is literally the only good use of yeah. that fourth wall break i agree i agree but so like when it starts off like she says like the closing line it's like you know can't wait for next year or whatever the fuck it is um and then it goes like could the the you know there was a There's change a in the writing right. Yeah. yeah and so she like they look at the script for a little bit and then she says the the new line and i thought it was gonna like be a joke but it was it literally was just like a, a different a slightly different line and it was like a normal yeah, it reshoot that one yeah yeah and then it goes into like a fourth wall break of all the actors being themselves supposedly like supposedly the mom, the mom calling the agent being like uh this was american and ashley movie who got all the close-ups they did who did yeah. all the producing they did and i was like that is so mean and like not doing you any favors yeah like i i didn't get i didn't get any i didn't get as much time as screen time as i should have been i'm like way more important than this blah 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 that was weird and then like we get the actor who plays scott hitting on megan fox uh Which is, like the only <laughs> me cute i cared about in that yeah you know um and then like the dad the guy who played the dad like like gambling instead of going to the airport yeah uh and then the the mom the other mom being like way too nice to all the yeah the grace the the grace and uh acting couple uh were really nice um yeah but it was it was weird because then the girls go like mary and ashley go and like talk to like some like camera people know, it's like camera people like, and they're like oh we're gonna have to let that one go the director yeah. is really mad he lost a bunch of the scenes they were basically like that guy sucked at his job and i'm like i i understand that this is still part of the fiction like this is this was obviously all scripted this was not real behind the scenes content but you're making it look like behind the scenes content so that guy like if he what did work on the movie it looks like he just sucks at his job like that sucks <laughs> yeah well i hope he's an actor that they pay you know yeah 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 and not um, an but actual yes. camera person then we get the first appearance of the map and i could be remembering this completely wrong but i feel like the, the map becomes a thing right yeah, that's or, what that's the only thing okay that's why i'm telling you that's the only yeah. thing that i really liked about that movie yeah was i agree the appearance agree. of the map yeah, I know, and I agree with that. I just wanted to to get to the get to it after all the other stuff. But uh, the map, I I saw it, and I was like, I can't remember if this was a one time thing that just really stood out to me because I remember it very vividly, or if the map now, like now actually I'm questioning this. So we'll see yeah. next time. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I could have I could have sworn that's like a thing that happens at the end of every movie. They like go to the map to figure out what's going to be at the the next where the next movie is going to be. But, okay, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll find out, guys. But I could swear that that was something that they did in every movie after this. I agree. We're probably right. We're probably we'll see. Right. Yeah. Um, let's get uh someone else's deep dive uh, thoughts on this, which is our customary white man's corner, in which we give a platform to the underserved, under appreciated and under um what's it called when you don't have like privilege underrepresented oh. <laughs> um people in podcasting that is the cis straight white man and this one is married to me so he got this job only because of nepotism you know nepo baby <laughs> is he a nepo adult because he's married to me i don't know whatever 
It is weird. <laughs> Olivia would be a Nepo ba- baby of this pod- podcast. Yeah, that's true. All right, let's let's hear his thoughts. I'm pleasantly surprised they went with some green album Weezer. We all had such fragile hopes then, just desperate to feel good about something after 9-11 <laughs> and a long winter. And, and yet, yeah. the dad looks like the budget version of an actor, like he mostly appears in action movies filmed in Eastern Europe. Remember when Krispy Kreme wasn't every strip mall in America and still had this cachet as like a regional treat? Hold the line. Steve Picaro of Toto fame did the music. Hmm. This week, hey, it's that guy, is actor Jeff Altman. Not sure how I feel about this being branded so heavily. I could almost excuse the Atlantis stuff, but the American Express thing was just way too much. I don't think we've seen woman versus woman conflict in one of these movies before, and I'm kind of interested to see where this goes. Dad is too old for board shorts that long. No scholars would leave Atlantis was in the Bahamas. One of the love interests makes chum for a living, and this is what us dudes did in the days before podcasts. <laughs> I find it hard to believe that Mary Kate is into into astrology, even at this young age. Mm-hmm. The camera work in this movie is, is baffling. <laughs> How does the hotel have the ability to hold kids and press charges against them for noise? Right? Mom set off the hook way back in 2001, meaning that this little expression died way earlier than I had supposed it did. (laughs) I really expected more skullduggery in a movie with a smuggling plot. Mm -hmm. Do Bahamian Mm -hmm. cops really dress like they're trying to build a bridge over the River Kwai? (laughs) At least with the Paris and London movies, you get the barest sense of a city, uh, like a locale, and here we're just stuck in this weird resort, and every third conversation is in the aquarium, and it starts to feel kind of claustrophobic. All these Dutch angles and shaky camera work, and none of it suggests urgency of any kind. Like, just, there's no tempo. And this yeah. movie just kind of stops, with no resolution to the love triangle, really. The Jennifer Fox thing, just or Megan Fox thing, just, pff, who knows Jennifer. what happened there. The <laughs> gray-haired guy they're chasing through the harbor. I never right. heard about that again. Yep. And then they just do this weird meta behind-the-scenes thing. And, you know, the Dual Star logo really used to stand for a certain standard of quality. <laughs> I really wanted to like this, but it felt very slapdash and tired. Yep. Like, they just couldn't be bothered to write a real ending, and it's a bummer. At least they got their money's worth out of that Weezer song. It reminds me of how casually creepy every like people were about the Olsen twins starting 18. And how many of those dudes probably looked exactly like Rivers Cuomo. All right. Well, oh, that's, that's it. That's it for our um, resident white man. I will say he says that this is, he thinks this is the first one um, where there was like girl on girl uh like arguments or like dislike and i Did think he that, not see our lips are sealed guys yeah i was gonna say there's that there was that girl like veronica or victoria, victoria. or something victoria yeah um so i was yeah that's it's but megan fox like ratcheted it up like she was like sharpay level which you won't understand that after reference because you haven't seen 
<laughs> High School Musical. But <laughs> we'll see. We'll see later. I'll get that. Yeah. I'll I'll retroactively get that reference. Let's just yeah. say that. Yeah. All right. So let's go to our, uh, our Feminism 101 course uh, segment where we talk about does this pass the Bechdel test and does it have any girl power moments? Let's go with the first one. Does this movie pass the Bechdel test? No. Yes, I get. Okay, just barely. Honestly, the only time I could think of was when they're talking to their dad's assistant at the very beginning of the movie about how they pass their how they're finished with finals and can go on vacation. Okay, so mine is when the mom talks to them briefly about how selling artifacts is illegal in the Bahamas, uh, which, again, is something that should have been addressed earlier if it was going to be a big part of the plot, in my opinion. But, like, literally, that's the only thing I could think of. I guess. Yeah, I mean, the mom obviously, like, the parents have, the mom has conversations with them about parenting and, like, you know, like, curfew and and she, well, I guess I just never count well, that, though. Well, I guess, like, in the past, we'd use, like, conversations they'd had with adults as part of the Bechdel test. So I thought, like... Yeah, but I feel like be... parents are different. Okay. But, I mean, I think it's still... I, I mean, I'll, I think it, this one counts. It just f- felt... Like, in general, like, when they're having conversations with their moms, it's not usually about... It's sometimes about boys, but it's not usually about boys. I mean, because they do have a full lengthy conversation about boys with the mom. They do. They In this one, they do. But usually it's like, you know, you know, oh, in like switching goals, they had conversations with their mom about soccer. You know, it's it it wasn't about the boys. But yeah, I mean, well. it works. It works. Uh, I did not have a favorite girl power scene in this movie. Like the only thing I could think of is like, I guess, cooking up a plan to commandeer the yacht. And that's not even good because we just shit on it a ton. Because it was an awful plan. It was a horrible plan. (laughs) Like they're too bold for my liking. Um, Let's go to uh, who we're crushing on. And I feel like every every time we record, I say this disclaimer and I have to say it again, guys. Like first time we watched this, we were like young ones. And we're not looking at these uh, actors as they are aged in this film. Uh, we are looking at them through the lens of our childhood or what they look like now. So, yes, who was your yes. crush? I, I actually it was honestly really hard for me to choose because they were pretty. They were both pretty great in this you know one. What I, I, for me, I would I would take Griffin's personality, but with Jordan's looks, <laughs> with Jordan's looks. <laughs> Yeah, so I get that. I did end up actually eventually settling on Griffin because... Yeah, no, he's like um, the only good choice for me. So Jordan is hot as fuck and he can sing and like, yeah, he's beautiful. Uh, But like Griffin, I'm a sucker for friends to lovers plotline, as you are aware. Correct, Um, correct. And so the fact that he's like been in love with Madison like his whole life basically definitely won him po- uh, points in my book. And then also the fact that he was help- willing to help another guy to win her over just because, you know, it would make her happy even though it there was nothing in him in it for him. That mm-hmm. also that also won me over. Yeah. No, I I get it. I get the appeal for you. Um yeah, I personality-wise, Griffin all the way. Even yeah. he's like cute too, but like yeah. Yeah, Jordan is. is beautiful. Yeah, he's he's a beautiful man. Um, like I said, his cheekbones are disrespectful, and his eyes, his mm-hmm. eyes are amazing. And he actually, if that, I I tried to find out if when he sings that song, if that was actually him singing, because if it was, his voice was beautiful. Spot, it was great. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
Let's talk a little bit about fashion. Um, in her segment <laughs> called "Fashion versus Fashion Victim," uh, I'll go first. My first yeah. fashion shout out, as always, is going to be an accessory. Again, accessory girly over here. That Fendi bucket hat in the intro, I was feeling that. In the intro, oh yes, yes, okay, I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, like, it was like good. it's like a like I was like, oh, there goes your entire wardrobe budget on your Fendi bucket hat, but like it's gorgeous. Yes, I'm feeling it. Heck yeah. Okay. Um, do you want to say what your fashion victim is, or do you want me to no, go? Go to, go to your fashionista moment, please. Okay. Ma'am. My fascinating my fashionista moment was um, after they've played that cassette tape um to fool their parents into thinking they're there (laughs) they come back to the pool they come back to the pool and like pretend that they've been there the whole time and one of the girls because they don't say which one it is is wearing um a tankini yes she's wearing a tankini and the top looks like just a very large black bandana wrapped around her body it looked amazing on her it looked i was like why is this i hope this is still a thing it's gorgeous and it looks so good on her and i very chic i liked it yeah um my fashion victim moment is uh, again accessories uh megan's fox uh, like her shades her sunglasses throughout the movie was not feeling it i don't remember what they looked like it's those rimless um sunglasses from the early aughts that i hope never make it back like you remember those like sunglasses that were like blue gradient kind of sometimes and they had like like they had like the the legs and whatever were connected by like little screws but the sunglass Mm -hmm. itself was just the glass it was rimless yeah okay I All hope right. they never come back. Personally, that obviously fashion is just like a personal thing, but yeah. Yeah. Uh my fashion victim uh thing made me literally say what the fuck out loud. <laughs> um, <laughs> so in the very so the fashionista moment with the bandana, that the literally the very next scene when they're at lunch with their parents, I believe it's Ashley. Um walks in and she's wearing a white tube top with, and there's like a bow on the front that's like blue with white um, stars. So like think American flag, like it looks like the American flag. And then, so th- that on its surface was kind of like eh, gross, but then you, they, they go behind her and show her as she's sitting down and at the back of the shirt, it's just written. He loves me in like pink marker all on the back of the shirt. It gave a lot of like, I really don't care vibes or like you know whatever Melania Trump wore that yeah, one time. I, I, I it's just like I really don't care. Yeah, yeah. Like it was almost exactly like that. It was literally just wrote. It wrote he loves me and like handwriting. It looked like someone took a marker, a pink marker, and wrote that on the back of her shirt. <laughs> and I was like, what the actual fuck is this? <laughs> it was so <laughs> weird. Oh, okay, Helene. Now, does this film, Holiday in the Sun, stand the, the test of time? I, absolutely I gotta, not. I gotta say no. I gotta say no. Like, <laughs> absolutely I, not. <laughs> look, I have really fond memories of watching this movie. Don't get me, me wrong. Me too. Same. Um, and I was really excited to watch it again. Right. So, like, I'm watching yeah. this and going, oh, oh. Uh, no no this is is, not good guys (laughs) this is stereotypical does not stand the test of time because yeah like you said i also loved this movie as a child it was it was probably one of my favorite mary-kate national movies yeah and um 
yeah, now as an adult, I'm just like, there's absolutely no way this would fly in any way like nowadays. No. I honestly kept waiting to have more scenes with uh, the kid sister. I was like, bring her back. Give me more of that C plot, please. She's amazing. I love her. That would have been great. It would have been great. Like she just, you know what vibe she gave me? Do you remember uh, Lizzie McGuire, the little brother, had that friend <gasps> who was very bossy? Yes. Yeah. The Loved blonde girl. Her. The yeah, blonde girl yeah, who was yeah. really smart and just, you know, had her freaking fist around Matt McGuire's heart. Yeah, exactly. And other body parts, probably. Probably. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I, I'm saying figuratively, met- metaphorically, not literally. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah let's be yeah. real. Um, but, but Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> yeah, just, I just want to make sure. Um, but it just gave me that vibe. And I was like, I want to learn more about her. I want to know more what this vacation was like for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She honestly, I would watch a movie honestly, about her. Honestly, it would have been way more believable that she found the proof for the smuggling operation oh yeah yeah i agree agree. that would have been a really cute like ending i think agreed yeah look at us we're script doctors now um (laughs) (laughs) this is where we need our time machine to go back and give them notes yeah of course of course they would definitely listen to two women these white white straight men who wrote and directed this film well i mean mary Kay and ashley are white straight women so Mm, but yeah, but I'm talking about the pointers on the script, not two 15-year-old girls. Yeah, yeah. Who who have the money to produce this. Anyway, um, let's end our discussion here. We definitely do not think this stood the test of time unanimously. We want to hear more from the girl with the stunning IQ. <laughs> yes, and honestly, this was actually one of the movies that you could buy from the iTunes store for $15. So if you want to watch it and tell me, tell us what you thought, um, this is not one you needed a DVD for. This or, is like, you know, if you live in, you know, in a place where you can access your storage and your DVDs and that yeah. happens to be a DVD you own. I mean, Mom, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying it's worth the $15 to buy it on iTunes, but you know, you could, if you really wanted to m- make your own assumptions and opinions about the film. I feel like we nailed it, though. Yeah. All right. So, Helene, let's get out of the holiday in the sun situation. What media have you been consuming this week? I uh, am really excited because there is a new Audible series, um, which is kind of a new thing that I like. I haven't really ever experienced one before. It's like a TV show with episodes, 45 minute episodes, but it's audible only so it's just it's a it's a sound show um instead of a tv show so it's Um, bringing back like the days of radio where there would be like serialized radio shows on you know yeah it's yeah it's like a podcast but like a tv show in podcast form kind of well before Um, tvs we had shows in radio that's what i was going oh for. was there actual shows yeah. on radio i know radio yeah. existed but i thought it was more like news and songs no and, no there were talk. like um productions um on the radio even okay. like so it's not a like yeah it's not like a, just yeah, entertainment okay. like entertainment stuff like soaps um you know okay. murder mystery that kind of stuff was okay. serialized for radio as well 
Awesome. So yeah, it's a, it's like that then. Um, and it's uh, I'm excited about this one specifically because it is a extension of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer universe, the Buffyverse as we call it. Um, as you are very aware, Adrian, probably all of our listeners by now. I am one of the biggest Buffy fans on the planet. And they came out with a series called Slayers, um, a Buffyverse story on Audible. It's nine episodes. It actually brings back um, actors from the original show. So we have like Chris McCarpenter playing Cordelia, um, James Marsters playing Spike, Anthony Stewart Head playing Giles, Amber Benson playing Tara, Juliet Landau playing Drusilla, blah, blah. There's like, they have like almost like a huge section of the original cast coming back and reprising their roles. Um, in this story uh, that takes place like 12 or 15 years after the ending of the show. Uh, And it's all um, audio. So I've been really enjoying it. I've been listening to a podcast that breaks it down. So I haven't listened to all all the episodes. I'm listening to them like as the podcast comes out. Um, But if you're a Buffy fan, I highly recommend it. It's really cool. I've never experienced anything like it before. Ooh, awesome. So speaking of Audible, yes. I finished listening to Britney Spears' memoir, The Woman in Me, Okay, which like comes kind of full circle with this podcast um, because of like the nostalgia factor of it, but also looking at what happened through like a more, I guess, like 2020 lens of like hindsight, you know, mm-hmm. of like the culture we were steeped in in the late 90s and early aughts and what kind of like toxic culture that was uh-huh. uh, towards women especially women with any mental health issues and right like, exactly and like she had a very public devastating breakup with justin timberlake and what that was like and how that kind of accelerated her descent into like that breakdown crisis, we saw the crisis that she went through when she yeah. uh, her um husband was basically taking her kids away from her so like yeah. like she hadn't fully healed and i don't think we were fully aware of like mental health in the early aughts as we are now and like we don't we don't have we didn't have totally. the, like capacity like we're still like super misogynist let's not not say oh, that we're not totally but yeah. I think there's more grace in the current like pop culture. And, and yeah, I mean, yeah. Just look at just look at Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner's divorce and how that's getting like how the public is handling that because they they are finally they learned from Britney I think and are are finally realizing like don't believe everything that the misogynistic media is saying and like believe the woman. Yeah. So. um it was a heartbreaking read. Michelle Williams is the uh, audiobook narrator for that. So it's – she did a really good job, actually. Um, but it She's was awesome. Like, she, it was, like, devastating to hear, like, just – I bet. Everything. Like, there's, like, a supervillain moment with her dad, basically, where he – I mean – I, I'm spoiling it, so if you don't want to hear anything, just, like, fast forward 15 seconds or 30. Um, he goes – I make the decisions now. I'm Britney Spears now. Ugh, disgusting. Oh my god, the worst. Yeah. So, highly recommend um, <laughs> for a dose of nostalgia and also, wow. Yeah. 
Okay, and if you're not going to mention it, I'm also going to say well, 1989. Well, I was going to say, we, could, you, could you let me lead to this? Okay. Uh, and we have also both been listening to something really <laughs> exciting and a little bit of a throwback, but not within the range of this podcast. Yeah, no. 1989 Taylor's version. Woo! I love it. I love it so much. Okay, wait. I need to know what's your favorite vault track. I, I still haven't picked one yet. What's yours? I think... It's between Now That We Don't Talk and Is It Over Now. Okay. Actually, Now That We Don't Talk is a jam. It is like a really fun one, even though it's It, sad. it has like that, Now That We Don't Talk, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like boppy for sure. Um, I can tell you I, yeah, Olivia's I like favorite. <laughs> Shake It Off? That's not a ball Shake track. Shake It Off. That's yeah, not a I ball know. track. I know, but that's her favorite track in the entire album. That's good. She's yeah. like moving like super cute. Like, yeah. Like, oh, it's like she, she can't not move when that song is on. It's, it's you got to shake it off. You got to shake it off. You got to shake gotta. it off. Yeah. You got to. Um, I'm a big fan of Clean. That's one of my favorite 1989 songs. Okay. Okay. Such a good album, guys. Uh, love Taylor. Love this album. Go listen to it. Go stream Actually, it. Go buy 19, it. 1989 was my favorite album for a very long time. Oh really? Mine was Speak Now. Really? But but now it's Lover. Huh. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. I also, because of who I am, enjoy reputation immensely. And that's because I love a vindictive bitch. You know, like I'm like, yeah, I'm here for it. I just yeah, there there are some really, really good bops in that one for sure. Yeah. So I'm just like, yes. Yes, turn dark. Yes, and then you know, <laughs> Lover was great. I think like most of her albums are pretty great, but 1989 is very yeah. cohesive and it's the only like, yeah. Theme. It's her. It was her first like real, real pop album, like like mm-hmm. s- got- solidly pop. Um, yeah, I, the only album. Red? No, Red was still considered country. Oh really? I thought it was considered pop. Okay. No, yeah, Red was considered country, and then well, I mean, like there were definitely a healthy mix. But there were some country songs on it, so like it a wasn't transition, like, like a transition album. To pop. Yeah, and same with like Speak Now had like Mean is like a definitely mm-hmm, like a country mm-hmm. song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 1999 was like full pop. Um, yeah, the only album that I didn't really fully get into and I've only listened to all the way through like maybe twice is Evermore. I, I do love most of her albums anyway, but yeah, I getcha. Evermore. I want to listen to it. Evermore is just like, um, okay. It's it, it just feels- sounded too much. It sounded too much like folklore. That's like exactly- folklore. I was like, I already got this. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> my. That was exactly my feeling. I was like, oh, yeah. more of this. Yeah, it sounded. Okay, I'll, listen it sounded- to it. I'll listen to it, and I like some of the songs a lot. But like, yeah, I usually like it when she does like a big shift. You know. Yeah, like Willow. That's a great song. I love that oh, song. That's that's a really good song though. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. That was oh, yeah. our Taylor Corner. <laughs> Join us next time as we explore the home of the pizza pie in the next Olsen Twins movie, When in Rome. The movie who walked so that Lizzie McGuire movie could run. <laughs> well, in the words of the poets of NSYNC, bye, bye, bye. Growing Up Millennial is an independent entertainment podcast hosted and produced by Helene Karp and Adrian Wilson. Our conversations in every episode 
fall under Section 107 of the Copyright Act, identifying criticism and comment of copyrighted material as examples of activities qualifying as fair use. Helene Karp manages our social media. Adrian Wilson edits our audio and does all our graphics. You can let us know your thoughts by emailing us at gummypod at gmail.com. That is G-U-M-M-Y-P-O-D at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at gummypod. And we are also a newsletter. Go check us out at gummypod.substack.com. Yes. Uh, let's get into our 411 section where we talk about the filming location, the peeps that were here, like anything that we could find our little grubby hands on on the internet.com. <laughs> yes. Um, sorry, real quick. Did we say the this is like the this is episode this is all about holiday and the sun? Did we read that? Yeah, I already did that, babe. You did? Okay. Yeah. And then do we do the summary after 411? I can't oh, remember. Yeah, that's true. Go, let's let's do the yes. Let's do the oh, summary. Okay. Let's, let's re- rewind. <laughs> I got. Just for a second. <laughs> All right. Let's. Uh, hello, Haley. Let's. Let me. Let me start up at the top. Maybe I'll put this in the uh, outtakes at the end. Okay. <laughs> okay. When we break our fourth wall, 